welcome to Up To and Including Death, a podcast where a married couple chat about movies and uh, watch them together <laughs> and stuff. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And we're, we're said couple. Um, yeah. And uh, we have a very special episode today, but, but first we have a few things to talk about. We do? Yeah, first of all... Um, Brewers, Brewers fans, uh, John just said to me before we started, let's wait to do Brewers, Brewers, and I said, and I'm my thinking is though, I've had most of a bottle of wine, okay, well, so I need to explain then. what's happening here, so I am drinking, I just wanted to give a shit, well actually no, I guess I have like two glasses of wine left, but in this bottle, but I'm drinking a Apothic Rosé California 2019, it's not a sparkling rosé, but it's pretty good. So okay. sweet. Um, I switched to rosés in the summertime because uh, Malbec is a bit much for the for the summer. Malbec's is a every other season drink. That's why I love living up here so much because it's winter for so long. So like when you know like it's winter for eight months, and so that's eight months of Malbec's. Okay, it's pretty I fantastic. But this is a very tasty rosé, and I'm drinking it from a very nice. Uh, wine glass that I got as a as a bridal shower gift from my aunt Susu, my mother, and it's got it's a hand painted glass that's got oyster shells on it. Lovely. Now I don't think they listen to this podcast, so I must say I broke one of them already. Oh, they gave me four, I, I now have three. But to be fair To be fair. That's kinda on them. Yeah, they gave a, if you think a, about it. They gave a gross something made out of glass. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time at my cousin Ginny's? But Ginny was at our wedding. Um, hashtag Ginny. Um, but anyway, um, Ginny was at our wedding in the but, but at her wedding, which was many moons ago. <laughs> my brother Andrew lit the table on fire. Yes, I heard all about that. And then I threw a glass of tea on it because he he lit the table on fire. Then threw a napkin on it, which then erupted in flames. And I threw a glass of tea, and someone was like, "Trish, you got tea everywhere," and I get the blame for making a mess. No, it was I said a gross, but I heard all about it because it was always like, "Hey, should we have candles?" No, Drew's here, <laughs> and also can me. Have, can we have open anything with liquid? No, Trish is here. <laughs> it's like, can we put these on the floor? No, Sam is here. It's like every gross had a thing where they were. Knock it over, trip it, over it, break it, spill it. You know, there's a restaurant that we didn't get to go to that we were going to, but um, it's called 1776, remember? Yeah. And we were going to go there, or 1789, or whatever. It's like it's a number. Numbers. A number related to the foundation of America. Anyway, we are going to go there in Savannah with my mother, but our plane got delayed, and so we didn't get in until midnight. Um, but the last time I was there was very memorable, because two things happened, which were very much like our family stuff. The waitress fell in love with Drew and, like, was so distracted that she poured an entire pitcher of tea into David's lap. Yeah. And David does not have... He has, like, bad restaurant juju. I don't know who, what he did in a past life to piss off the restaurant gods, but he has bad luck. And Andrew, when he was a teen, distracted the ladies. As I'm sure you did. Nope, never. You look so cute, my little soap opera villain. <laughs> He's so adorable. Okay, so, um, a lot has happened this week. Some things have happened. And some of them happened while we were recording our last podcast. We have been in the process of looking for a new house. Yeah. And the thing is, we live in the Copper Country. Now we do. We live in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and the house prices are actually quite low compared to other areas. 
So we've been looking for a larger house and our current house has four bedrooms and you might say, hey, that seems pretty big. And it is big. And have we put $20,000 into this house in the last year and a half? Maybe. (laughs) Yes. I write checks, so I know. We were recording our Moose and Squirrel podcast about the television series Supernatural and we got a message from our realtor. We had just put our house on the market about a day before and someone put in an offer sight unseen for $2,000 over asking, Mm -hmm. which on the one hand, it's like, awesome. We couldn't ask for better. But on the other hand, it's like, well, that's odd. (laughs) Yeah. So we Facebook stalked them to make sure they're real people. Um, And so in any case, though, we're waiting to hear back from them from our counter, which was just that, okay, sure, but please don't fuck us. (laughs) Please don't let this be something where you say that you're going to buy it, but then you back out. Yeah. Um, and I hope that is the case, that they just buy it and they don't try to be like, well, we want $20,000 off. Um, another fun thing that we've been doing while we've been showing the house is that we have cameras inside. So yeah. we've been, we, I have been listening to what people say when they enter the house. And I get so uppity about what they say, even though we say the same shit yeah. when we go see houses. Um, but basically... Um, someone's like, oh, there's so much to work to do in this house. And I'm like, bitch, I just put 20 grand in this house. Yeah. We're like, like our kitchen ceiling is down. And in the, in the description, we say the kitchen will be fixed, but it's being, we're waiting for someone to put in spray foam insulation. And that person is not our contractor. It's someone else that has come in. So everything in the kitchen has got to wait for the spray foam insulation because we're doing it right. Yeah. And these bastards are like, no, it's not done yet. I'm like, bitch, it's going to be done. Get out my butt! Yep. Anyway, so that's one sock I'm throwing. I'm gonna throw it. Okay, so anyway, long story short, we, we found a house that was a little bit bigger, a little bit better for what we want for the family. Um, a bigger yard that looks great. And I'm very excited about it. I think you are too, a little. Yeah. And there is a garage, but we're probably gonna tear it down and put up a bigger one. Okay, so that was our little house's corner. Um, I'm really excited about a new paint color scheme because the house that we love, that we put in an offer that was accepted and we're waiting for our, our I guess on Monday is when it's going to be inspected. But um, I there's this wallpaper that was put up probably, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. Well, given that it looks like it's 1960s or 70s wallpaper. So that's not, that's like 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. It looks like this wallpaper came up. But it is insane. And I love it. That red wallpaper that's got all the images. We should probably take pictures and put them on the podcast once we move in. But I'm also excited about being able to paint and come up with new color schemes. That's something that I'm into. I did my my last house I did. This house um, that we live in now, you own. And so when we started painting it, we had just started dating. And so I made you pick the colors. And I would I refuse to pick other colors without your permission, and so we went with black and white, and honestly, I think in a beautiful way. Yeah, black, you did a good job. Yeah, thank you. Black trim, and white walls, and it's awesome. But we're moving into a much bigger house, and it's going to be our house. Yes. Which means that we're going to have color. Okay. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be like, you know, weird. Because I really want, like, a dark, dark blue wall. And I really don't have a concern. You don't really care 
But you do like having your kiss posters up. Yeah, that's cool. And I'll allow it. Thanks. Okay. Uh, I went and looked at couches today. It's been a whole thing. Okay, I've been rambling on and on about houses and stuff. And we do have a movie to watch. We do. But, but we are also just, in general, a podcast that was started in part because we both love Stephen King. And we had originally thought about doing a Stephen King podcast, right? But then we decided, now let's narrow, uh, expand it out. And I just gotta, I just have to give this recommendation. The Long Walk is Stephen King's second Richard Bachman book. And it is fucking amazing. I am. I've got like twenty two pages left, and every time that I want the dog to go pee more because I want to just every time you take the dog out to go to the bathroom, I get to read another couple pages yeah. of the book that's left, and it's just a bunch of kids on a march of death. Yeah. And okay, does that sound bad? Maybe. Is it amazing? Yes. It's very good. It is so. So good. So Stephen King, for those not in the know, um, he was so prolific when he started writing, and still is, um, that he published under a second name when he first started out because he didn't think people would buy six Stephen King books in the same year or think they'd be any good. But they're amazing. And they also have a kind of a different feel. The first one, Rage, was about a school shooter, and it's like basically all these students going through something emotionally with the school shooter and you get to see their teenage angst. And the second one, The Long Walk, is a bunch of, I think it's 16 to 18 year olds, maybe 14 to 18 year olds, um, that are on this walk together where if you go below four miles an hour, you get killed, but they volunteered for this. It's kind of like speed on feet. It's speed on feet, but it's also, I think in the long history, when I think about things like you look at um, Battle Royale or you look at Hunger Games. And when Hunger Games came out, people were like, well, it's just like Battle Royale, blah, blah, blah. And what I didn't like about that was like there's a million stories about young people having to fight to the death in order to survive. So whether or not Hunger Games was not as good as Battle Royale, whatever, doesn't really matter. One of the things that I loved about Hunger Games, the books, that is not in the movies, is that it takes place within the mind of the main character. Right, you're you're not just from their perspective, but you hear everything about their inner thoughts, and that's what's happening in this book. Like you're following in in Stephen King's The Long Walk, you're following Garrity, and I'm not saying I mean this is a better book than The Hunger Games, by far, because it's Stephen King and he's an amazing, amazing author. But it's that same idea of like, you, like I can't imagine making this into a movie because it's taking place within the 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 minds. Of these children, and it's amazing. Yeah, it was never made into a movie. The Long Walk, I recommend it. It's by Stephen King, published under Richard Bachman, which is his, like, pseudonym. Um, And that's my recommendation. Nice. So, we have a very special film today. This is the one, when we talked about movies that really freaked us out. Yeah. And I talked about Blade Runner, and we're probably not going to listen to watch. We might not watch Blade Runner on this podcast. It's not a horror movie. But to me, it was. The concept's in, within it. Though there is a new Matrix movie coming out that might be relevant. Oh, okay. Anyway, so what so are we Matrix watching? Horror? It's so. not, but I mean, I find that cerebral idea of like, is is this really real? It's not. Is the world that we're in really real as a simulation? It's a simulation. It's not scary. It's fine. That's what we live every day. How would you know it's a simulation? Because you know, I, I, I'm part of it. 
You're part of the simulation? Oh, I'm just kidding. I knew you were too good to be true. Yeah, you're I'm, too perfect. I'm protected. Okay, so, man, I love you so much. Okay, so what are we... You're just so so wonderful. All right. Okay. okay, anyway, so what are we watching? We are watching, from 1995, The Fear. I was 10 years old. Okay, we won't talk about all that was. The fact that you were an old man? I was in high school. Okay, with your, like... Okay, John, we got to post that photo at some point. You look like a like a uh, a villain. That you look like someone that like steals things from charities in mm, not ladies. in real life, but in like in soap operas. Just ladies' hearts. Just ladies' heart. You stole mine. Mm. Okay, sorry. The Fear, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, directed by uh, Vincent Robert and nice. starring Vince Edwards. Vince Edwards in his final film role. Did he die? I don't know. Wait, Vince Edwards is he the Fear I think guy? He's dead. Is he the, is he the guy that is like the wooden man? I don't remember who. I guess we'll figure it out, and I don't want to be spoiled too much because I haven't. I'm That's coming fine. into this yeah. unspoiled. Um, and this is like, this is a real thing for me because let me see here, Vince Edwards. He was Uncle Pete, so no. Okay. Eric Weiss plays the wooden man. Yeah, Eric Weiss is really giving off Kane, not Kane Hodder vibes, but the dude from um, Blade Runner that plays, uh, the dude from Blade Runner that plays one of the uh, replicants. I haven't watched Blade Runner since I was a small child. But I, I didn't care for it much, so I didn't. Well, okay. But um, The Fear, this is yeah. the one that, like, I'm going to find out today, like, what kind of headspace I was in at the time. Yeah. Because this one, like... Lasted for a while. Yeah. Like, I had a night of, like, looking over my shoulder and being a little creeped out. And I'm not sure... Because the reviews tell me that I'm out of my gourd for thinking such a thing, but... Yeah, let's hear some of these reviews, huh? Well, it's bad. On IMDb, it has a 3.7. Oof, that is low, even for a horror movie on IMDb. Okay, well, I, I saved the worst for last... Because okay. it has a twenty-seven percent. Holy on shit! It doesn't even have a tomato meter. It doesn't because there's not enough critic reviews. There's only two critic reviews: one bad and one good. Okay. The bad one it has nothing. Nothing. EmmanuelLevy.com. Oh, right, full is... review. Let's see if it comes up with anything. But he gave it a two out of five. I feel like we should review nothing. this after. Yeah, he gave it a two out of five. Okay. But. The good review, the one good review that's on yeah. here, it's Brian Orndorff from yeah. Blu-ray.com. Yeah. The fear doesn't come together with the psychological power Ford intends, yet it connects to in a mild way, showing more success with ideas than execution. Okay, this guy seems like a B minus. Fuck you. That's better than most people said about this. I mean, I guess it's like, it depends. As an educator, I think about grading and stuff like that and how when you give a grade, what do you do? And it's like, well, sometimes you give a B minus because you don't want to give a C plus. But the people that take a B thing and give it a B minus because it's not good enough to be a B can eat my dick. Right? Well, he's It's just like saying, when you want to be nice to someone that's got a C, you well, give them a B saying minus. it's a great idea. It just didn't get executed properly. Well, I'm excited about this. Do you want to give, well, like, the top explanation, but not, like, the full-on okay. plot? This is a quick one-sentence plot review. It follows a group of dysfunctional young adults... Nice. ...who take a weekend retreat to a remote cabin... Nice. ...where they become threatened by a living wooden mannequin. So, this plot review was from Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, which is Dr. Wikipedia, man. I talk about that in class sometimes, where... 
you know, if you're citing Wikipedia in an academic essay or in an essay where you need to make sure your sources are known, it's problematic because Wikipedia can change. I right? could go in and edit Wikipedia, and if I edited the synopsis of the fear, yeah, I don't think anybody would be double checking. No one would be double checking. But if you're just double checking things that you kind of remember, like for me, like I'll go on Wikipedia if I'm about to do a lecture on Plato. And I can't remember if did Socrates die in 399 oh. or was he convicted in 399. I'll go on Wikipedia and check and I can usually remember. IMDb actually has a much better okay. short synopsis. Okay. A group of college seniors yes. spending a weekend at a cottage for a psychological experiment called fear therapy Ooh. find a human-sized wooden figure called Morty. Morty! Which triggers everyone's deepest and darkest secrets and emotions. Mostly that they only can get off by having sex with a man made of wood. Well, that would be the perfect place to be, and I wouldn't be scared anymore. And I would I would also like to say that this is why we have the explicit tag on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm really excited about watching this movie with you. I know this is something that's really, like, important to you. Well, I'm scared, because if this is, like, a shitty movie, and I don't get bothered at all, then I was seriously messed up in my 20s. Yeah, okay. So, let's talk about that for a second. So, I think that when you watch a horror film, sometimes it meets you at a place that you are, and it's scary for that reason. It could be. And this was, like, I was deep in a horror run. Yeah. Because we had a local video store that had old releases for a dollar for five days. Yeah. And if you got, like, eight of them, it was, like, for the price of seven. It was, like, yeah. seven bucks for yeah. eight movies. So I was doing all of the horror movies in alphabetical yep. order. Okay. So when I watched this, I had already gotten to F. So I had watched, <laughs> I don't know how many. ABBA. Countless horror yeah. movies. And American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah. Well, it probably would have been just London. I don't know if they had the Paris one. Okay. It wasn't a big video store. But still, (laughs) F was probably... Pretty far along. Probably 50 to 75 movies in. Yeah. And you're like... And they're like, you're really preparing for your role as superhero villain. Or super... (laughs) I was beyond soap opera villain then. Soap opera villain. Yeah, you had the long hair. I already had... No, I had the shaved head by then, I think. Really? I started shaving my head when I was 22. I thought you said you had long hair when you were in your 20s. I did. Well, till 22. Okay, I'm I'm just learning all new things about you. Okay, so let's give it the movie a break, though, because I think sometimes when we have expectations going into a film... I had zero expectations. Going okay, but I right didn't... now you have 100% expectations, yeah. but you're also afraid of it disappointing you. So the important thing, I think, is to come into it not trying to psychoanalyze your 20-year-old self, that's for later, but to, like, to see what's going on in the movie. Yeah. Because it also, when you're watching a horror film, it's who you're with, it's the the stuff that's around you at the time, it's your mood, the exact mood that you're in, yeah. it's like what you had for dinner, it's, you but know, I would have been the alone. season. I would have been alone. Yeah. This would have been after I fed the kids dinner and put them to bed. Okay. And I would watch a horror movie or two. Okay. But I know, I can guarantee you, I went into this with zero expectations, because yeah. the cover looks ridiculous. Yeah. Well, what's interesting to me, just not even knowing anything about this, is that you don't have a lot of fears. I don't. um, I'm afraid of getting stuck in a tube. I think you're also afraid of, like, losing a child. I think that's a common. That's like a normal. That's a fear. That's a. That's that's like like a, a, a horrible thing in the corner. Yeah. 
That's kind of like a fear, but it's not. I mean, I think but there's it's a, not when it's a fear, keeps... it's something that can cripple you. I was you thinking don't like of being irrational. Confined. I was thinking of irrational. You don't things. like be feeling like you can't get out of something. No, you don't that's... like when people squeeze you too much. That's it. But I'm not like afraid people, of I mean, falling or spiders or yeah. the things everybody else is afraid of or dying or any of that. You it's know, like, like I think for me, I am like a. I, I have, like, different types of ways of dying that I'm afraid of. Like, I don't want to die by getting my throat cut or by suffocating by or, or by drowning. Drowning, drowning seems like it would really suck. Drowning, when you can't, when you know, that that seems like that's pretty traumatic. Getting your throat cut is probably faster, but, like, you also can't stop it. And so, like, that I've had a fear of since the, watching the movie Braveheart. When his wife gets her throat cut. And I was just like, that sounds awful. It does sound awful. Yes. But anyway, so, I mean, I'm just, it's just interesting to me when we think of this concept of like, okay, here's a mannequin that shows us our fears. And is it, what is the horror movie supposed to do? Does it bring out fears in us? Or is it supposed to make us feel like we have sympathy? Or does it invoke enough empathy in the, in the characters to make us care? But I think... This is the only movie, as an adult, yeah, that like once the movie was over, I kept thinking about it. If the kids are born, do you mean like your two eldest? It might have just been the oldest, just the first yeah. one, or might have been the first two. Because like the se- the second one came like two years later, three years later. Yeah, it was somewhere in there. It was yeah. It was so by, basically, it was no, sleep, no sleep, no sleep, because you were you still working That's, nights. No, I would have been working days then. So you weren't sleeping because like you're working in the daytime and at night you're taking care of your baby. Yeah. Okay, and then it's like, were you living in the pink house or were yep. you living? Okay. So you were just, like, totally sleep-deprived, which is good, because that's where we are right now. Yeah, so maybe this won't be a bother. <laughs> John's had a hard week, because he he's the college boy, and he gets up early, and then we've been showing the house, and you have to get up early. You know, and this one was a hard one to find. Yeah. Online. I had to order this from Amazon, yeah. from a used DVD place. But it is saying that on IMDb, it's saying that it's on 2B TV. Okay. So if anybody wants to check this out. It looks like it might be on 2B TV. The fear. Well, I think we should probably get going, huh? All right. All right. Okay, I hate to I hate to pause it so early. We're very we're very early in. Does, yeah. does it tell us the time? No, but it's on DVD. But it's okay. just the opening credits and then the opening scene. The opening scene is you got a what's his name Patrick? Diametric. <laughs> okay, so basically. It's a little boy, probably about seven, six, yeah, is probably. running from something he's scared of and saying, because he doesn't want to die, catches yeah. his foot on something, he's running in the woods, and then he runs into a tree that has a face on it, and then he sees a bunch of people digging a hole that also have that tree's face of like an old man carving and yeah, with a crack a in it. Yeah, it's a wooden mask. But with a crack in it, and they're yeah. like, die, Patrick. And then like, No, they're saying diametric. His oh. name's not Patrick. What's his name? Morty. No, Morty's the wooden guy. Oh. I think, because they haven't even introduced Richard, the characters. Richard, die Richard. But I'm guessing it's Richard. Well, they're saying, the... they're telling the guy to die. Anyway, so like, and then the child. And then like, there's a woman in a hole that clearly had been sacrificed and is now being buried. But she sends up, she's like, diometric is yeah. what she's saying to this child. And then this wooden man shows up. 
and he's very the child is scared of him and then the wooden man turns into Wes Craven which usually happens in my nightmares um and he's and he wants to talk about the dreams and what's interesting to me is this office it's this huge office and there's like a random phrenology poster in the background you know what phrenology is it's so it's you can see it here um so it's like a poster of a human head where there's like every part of the head has a thing written on it and what you do in phrenology is like you feel the lumps in someone's head and you can tell about their personality it's kind of a part of the eugenics movement you know and like that was all deemed to be really spot-on science oh it's 100 percent total nonsense what is really interesting okay just to say how stupid racists are um but eugenics was saying like oh like you know, you could tell the Germans are smart because of the size of their shape of their heads and the circumference of their brains. But it turns out if you take someone that's 100% biologically German, but have them grow up in America speaking English, their head shape is different. You want to know why? Because the way we speak a language actually affects the way our skulls grow. Because of the muscles that it takes to actually pronounce things in a certain way and where we hold our tongues. It's anyway, racists are dumb, um, which I don't think that's like the hot, the hot take of, uh, <laughs> of our podcast is that like eugenicists are idiots. Um, but anyway, um, so there's a phrenology poster post in the background and there's like, I guess a grad student cause he's wearing a leather jacket. Yeah. He's talking about his dream just professor. Before we go on, can we go, can I go on the record of saying that I'm anti-racist? Y- yeah. You don't like racists? I don't like racists. Yeah. I don't either. They're bad. Okay. They're stupid. That's what I, I just was wanted saying. my hot take too. Your hot take, okay. <laughs> just in case, yeah. okay. But anyway, so like he's like, I don't want to have my dis- so like I just want here to talk about my dissertation, not my dreams. I don't want to have a, just a dry academic stuff. And I, and I'm just thinking lately, like, why the fuck are you in grad school if you don't want to write a dissertation, bud? That's what you do is dry academic shit. Okay, I, I don't know. Not mine's not very dry. It's very sopping wet. <laughs> Gross. I mean, my dissertation... Is it covered in blood? Do you know the title of my dissertation? No. Embodied Love and Extended Desire. Oh, that sounds like porn. It kind of is. Nice. You so never you wanted thesis to read... in porn? You've never read my dissertation. I never did. That's awful. You're my did husband. It? I never even knew it was available to read. It's literally on the shelf over there. Oh, that's too far away. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so... <laughs> What a husband, am I right, people? You were just saying how perfect I was ten minutes ago. It's actually not on the shelf. I took it to work with you. Oh, uh, see? I don't even yeah, have it available. But, okay, it's at it's at Michigan Tech. It's very close. That's way too far. If the shelf is too far. Oh my gosh. Fifteen miles away. It's the many far. pages of very, very good words. Anyway, so but it's just so funny to me this idea of like, I don't wanna be some academic man. I wanna get my dissertation something else and it's like you can't. That's not how academics works. If you want to write a dissertation, you have to like write one that's in like the context of your field, bro. And I say this as someone that kind of went off the grid in some of her work. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Okay. Did you want to share something about the bottle um, that you're examining right now? No, I was just looking at it. Okay. Later there'll be an extensive brewer's brews. Okay. I'm gonna have a few here. Okay. Let's keep going. Okay, okay. We're still in the opening credits. It's not very long, <laughs> but it, it's been about a minute, but I should have waited because what's happening is they're talking about their thesis, right? And you you had an interesting point. What was that? About the major that you chose. Oh, yeah, majoring in psychology. Yeah. 
just like this character, the main character yeah. in the one movie that scared me. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the theory, so the student has a dream about a monster that's coming after him that's made of wood, right? Yeah. Um, and, but his idea is he doesn't want to do any dry academic stuff for his thesis. What he's going to do is a study in the woods. Yeah. In which they study, fe- what we know from the thing is they're going to study fear. Because psychology is a spectator sport. Yeah. But the thing is, like, that's not weird to do for a thesis. It's not, like, edgy. It's, like, normal. It's, like, yeah. For a thesis, and if you want to be a, if you're doing a thesis to go into psychotherapy, which you'd have to, to be a, like, psychiatrist is one thing because you have to go to, like, Medical to, school, yeah, to like a residency. Yeah, and medical school, medical school, and then psychiatry school, right? But like to be a psychologist, it's a little different. But they're talking about being shrinks and stuff like that, or yeah. whatever. But anyway, so it's like, but actual studies in psychology are tend to be quite rigorous. But what I'm not seeing here in this movie that came out in 1995 is any institutional review board that's going over the human research process. Because the the professor just tells him offhandedly, oh, I'll let you do this as long as you take this random globe thing that's missing a puzzle piece and you should probably go to therapy. Um, And, like, that's it. There's no process in which we're going to go, does this go past the Institutional Review Board because we're using human research objects? I think that would make for a boring portion of the movie, though. Getting, like, approval for this stuff? Because none of your research is going to actually be usable if you don't get that approval first. Yeah, I don't think they give a shit about that. It's I'm a- just saying that, like, as a as a professor, Wes Craven did a bad thing because he's not well, his students not well, gonna be able to use any of this. It goes against like what research he doesn't practices. know is Wes Craven is not a psychologist at all. He's a filmmaker. So oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! This was all like that's a a subplot they never talk about. Is this whole movie was just a setup by Wes Craven to make a real horror movie. Posing as a psychologist, tricking this man. Into- oh, God. <laughs> That's so much trickiness. That'd be pretty meta if that was the real case, eh? Wait a second. You're saying it's not the real case? No, it's just a film. Okay, let's actually watch the movie, huh? <laughs> okay, John. So, yeah. you're a college student. Yeah. Okay. And you accept, you decide to participate in a psychological study. Yep. Which, to be fair... To be fair... The vast majority of psychological studies that are done in the United States are kind of done on college students. You want to know why? Because it's easy money? Kind of. You want to know... Can you guess another reason? Uh, Because they're impressionable and young? Yep. Can you guess another reason? The people that have the money to do research in psychology tend to be professors of psychology. Not that it's their personal money, but it's the people that get funded research, right? So they're writing grants and things like that. And the largest group of people that they have that have the time to participate in time-intensive psychological studies are... College students. College students. And so, like, when you get, like, bad, um, like, science articles that say, uh, like, science has proven that humans cannot love each other, it's because, like, a psychologist, like, interviewed 50 college students. So it would come up as, like, 100% of people love Snapchat. Yes. And so the reason, the thing about that is when you're doing, you're in a statistics class right now, right? So you're, like, one of the things that we talk about in my logic classes that I teach is, like, statistical fallacies, 
where people like take a when you when you take a group that's not large enough to be representative of a whole, yeah. right? And you claim that that group is representative of the whole. So, but the thing is, in a psychological study, you can get a kind of understanding of like what what might be going on in the human psyche by interviewing college students. You know, they're not a big swath. I mean, you're unusual. You know, I mean, for for a a community college students, you're not that unusual, but you're unusual because you're of your age. I'm still an untraditional and, student. Yeah, and that you have four children. So even in the community college standard, you are untraditional, right? But it's a very normal thing to take college students' places and do studies on them because they're the ones that have time. And so the study that the main character is doing on fear at the family cabin that he hasn't been to in forever for mysterious reasons, it's, a, it's not unusual that they're there. It's actually of movies like this where it's like a bunch of college kids going to a random cabin it kind of makes the most sense yeah yeah and so they get to the cabin right but what kind of makes a little bit less sense is the girlfriend of the main guy opens up a drawer randomly and finds a terrifying wooden mannequin that's just a dude in a mannequin costume you can tell because he's kind of mushy when they touch him. Yeah, he's mushy when they touch him, and also they sit him up, and it's a man sitting up and not a marionette. But you have to uh, suspend disbelief. So the explanation is that oh, he used to be in a in my grandpa's store. Yeah. When he would display suits, and then they when with the store closed, they brought him here to the cabin to be a good luck totem. Yeah. And he's just in a creepy like he's in a drawer that's like padded. It's almost like a Murphy bed, but. Yeah, but too small because his legs are kind of crunched up yeah, or whatever. It's like somebody put a mattress in a drawer. And he's like, what's the name? Murray? Is that Ma- the name? No, Monty. Monty. He's like, oh, when I was here, Monty was my only friend. Creepy. And he's like patting Monty's head. Yeah. But anyway, I just, again, I'm, I just wanted to defend the con, the, I wanted to defend the underlying concepts of the film, even though I was kind of shitting on this guy. Like, I want to be edgy. And the fact that they didn't go through the Institutional Re- Review Board. It's a very reasonable thing that you would take people to a cabin to do a thing on and they would be college students because college students are stupid and they sign up for anything. They're not stupid. College students are impressionable and don't have anything better to do. Right? Yeah, I'd sign up for a psychological study on fear for a weekend. Now I wouldn't let you. I'd miss you. Ugh. Yeah. You'd be so happy I'd be gone for a few days. No. I love you and I want you to be around all the time. I, I sit and watch you sleep. That's creepy. Yep. Okay, let's keep going. The 90s outfits are amazing. They are. The high-necked, like, collar of the... You lose a lot of heat in the neck. You lose a lot of heat in the neck. We got a a dude in a turtleneck. It's hard to even explain it. Um, But he's the, the doctor shrink working on his thesis and he's got to write a paper but he's not taking notes there's no recording devices they're randomly using morty as like the person that we that we like confess our fears to yeah but he's just did that twice like he made everybody like he moved morty to a new room to do it a second time yeah and so like so basically We've got a few fears, like the the one dude says he's a, the hippie dude says he's with dreadlocks says he's afraid of spiders and bugs. Bugs. Yeah. bugs. Um, the sister is afraid of 
Growing some, old. Growing old. There you go. Because she, I think the sister's probably the mom. Like, the way she described it was like, I was almost graduated, I was the prom queen, and then you came along. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it sounds like you gave birth oh, to this Oh, their mother person. died. Oh, okay. Lots of dead moms in this one. Yeah. Okay, then we've got the boyfriend of the sister that's there, who's got a bandage on his arm he doesn't want to show, and a tattoo that the main character creepily caresses, and the guy apparently is just afraid of being molested by shrinks, because that's what's happening. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and so we've got the lady that tells Morty that she's not afraid of death and Morty doesn't have to worry about it because she knows she's going to die because she believes in past lives. And there's a lady who's afraid of water. Yeah, water. And oh, and then the afraid of heights. The woman that's not afraid of death is afraid of heights because that's how she died in a bunch of her past lives. Yeah. And the other guy says, God doesn't exist. Doesn't matter. None of this matters. Because his dad's a preacher. Yeah. And then Santa is afraid of children not believing in him. Yes, is afraid of children not believing in him. Uh, Santa is more is the main character's uncle that shows up out of the blue with his like very young woman. It's a mail order bride because she has like, yeah. a Russian accent. Yeah, too. totally a mail order bride situation. Um, and then the main character's like, I'm afraid of you, Morty. Like creepily. And he's like, I don't know why. And that his mother died here in this house. Yeah. And she had a baby inside of her, so it was a double loss. So Morty's over here killing pregnant ladies. I've been thinking a lot of the episode of Rick and Morty where, um, have you seen, you haven't seen much I of it. I saw the first two episodes. But there's an episode where, like, there's, like, a kind of a version of these, like, this galactic superhero group. And one of them was called Galactica, and she was actually part, like, she was a dying star or whatever. And then, like, and there's another car, uh, character called Million Ants. And, like, and she cheated on her husband with million ants. And she's like, oh, a baby died inside of me because he was a half galactic star and half a million ants. Okay. I've been thinking about that a lot. Anyway, so we've got a lot of people's fears. The girlfriend of the main character has refused to say what her fear is. Yeah. And all in all, it does look like... So she's afraid to admit her fear. She's afraid to admit her fear. He says he has a fear of commitment. It seems clear to me he has a fear of research because he should have really been prepared for this study. But it's also still, like, super believable that someone that's supposed to be doing this doctoral dissertation would fuck up this badly because he thinks he's Billy Badass and he doesn't need... He is very arrogant already. He doesn't need research to be a doctor and a psychologist. And he doesn't need therapy himself. But it's like, if you don't believe in therapy, then why the fuck do you want to be a therapist? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. I guess so. Let's keep going. (laughs) Morty's getting around. Yeah, he is getting around. So, first, it turns out that the girlfriend is not the girlfriend, it's the fiancé. Yep. Or at least it was. So... He go. There's a lot of fucking happen in the house overnight, and he's trying to fuck his fiance. And Morty shows up in the window, like staring at him. Yeah, as yeah. And he immediately blames his best friend, Rastafarian yeah. best friend. <laughs> the white Rastafarian. Yeah, and the white Rastafarian whose old sister, who's probably his actual mother, um, fucks her boyfriend, who was trying to fuck the other girl that says she believes in like afterlives and stuff like that who was into it 
who was caught by her boy. So it's like a large bit of a mess. So like these like he but like the main guy. I can't, we should probably figure out what his name is. The character. Oh, I had it a second ago. Is it Vance? Vince? Or Vance? Vance? Whatever. But anyway, Douchey McDouche, like, then comes down and he sees his old-ass uncle trying to get his mail-order bride to jump into the water. She's afraid of water. She's like, no, she doesn't want to do it. Oh, his name is Richard. Richard. Um, But anyway, she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to get in the hot tub. And so... Like, the Richard, the psychology person, is like, what are you doing? This is not how you, like, help someone with a fear like this. And then his fiance says, I need to talk to you. Because he's upset that, she's upset that Richard is, like, helping the blonde lady. Yeah. And then, so they go off and he talks to, like, the uncle or whatever. The fiance is there with the blonde lady who then goes into the hot tub, is all happy. And then suddenly the wooden man pops up out of the water. Yeah. Now, what do you know about wood? It floats. It floats. So how the fuck would anyone put it in there as a surprise unless they're under the hot tub water waiting? And so they come out and the boyfriend, fucking Rich, comes over and he looks at, sees what happens. They take the blonde chick out of the water. He immediately turns to his fiance and says, you're the only one here. Why did you do this? Yeah. He doesn't, he knows psychology, not physics. He doesn't, or logic at all. And this is why you need some philosophy to temper that nonsense. Anyway, so he blames his fiance, who then immediately runs to giving him the engagement ring back. Which the thing is, like, she just said he was commitment phobic. And I'm like, bitch, you had an engagement ring. That's like the opposite of commitment phobic. Y'all aren't that old. Yeah, but she was like, you are this dumb. I can't marry you. Mm. You're a piece of shit that immediately thinks it was me. For yeah. something about a piece of wood that was hiding underwater somehow. Yeah. And it's funny. like, it's just it's just great because he does look like a piece of shit. Yeah, well, he kind of is. He already. looks like he didn't used to be a piece of shit. He is currently... <laughs> His hair is not slicked back that slicked far. Slicked back. Anymore. He wants some sloppy steaks. <laughs> what is that called again? I think you should leave. Yes. That is a very good show and it's on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, two seasons on Netflix. I think you should leave. Everyone should watch, watch it. I watch it every day. It's so good. Okay, let's go. gonna be the longest episode probably well it's the best movie we've ever watched oh good so and i don't mean that facetiously i'm having a great time so basically there's been some more shenanigans the engagement is off there's been some attempted rape i get or attempted making out by uh dreadlock dude immediately goes on to uh, his best friend's fiance that they just broke up like of 10 minutes ago and it's like the morning and so like like, the Santa Claus uncle is, like, tells his little things, like, we have to skip breakfast. We have to show these people a good time. Yeah, and this is a great time. And that's time. creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> but anyway, so they skip breakfast. Meanwhile, the dreadlock friend, first thing in the morning, is trying to basically molest his best friend's ex-fiance over 12 hours. Yeah. Right? It's a little quick to move on. And they're at, and he's like, what, are you frigid on me? Are you leading me on? Yeah. And it's like, it is 9 a.m., sir. Anyway, so they go to... The, so Uncle Pete, or whatever, t- makes them all go to Santa's village. And it's suddenly night. Yeah. It's just a dark place. It's dark. And the thing... Is, what I love about it is that suddenly it becomes very creepy. And people are, like, seeing things and everything's getting really scary. But it's like, actually, no... 
You went to a creepy roadside attraction at night. Yeah. That's already going to be creepy. There's no, like, extra things. Like, like when the people that were scouting locations for this movie probably started with this attraction and then were like, okay, how do we incorporate whatever the fuck this is into our movie? Yeah. <laughs> it is so good. We've got creepy people galore. We've got people being... I mean, and then there's, like, this whole sub-threat of a rapist on campus that the dreadlock guy's girlfriend got raped recently. And so he might be the rapist, but there's this other creepy guy with a weird bandage that definitely is the rapist. It's all... It's a lot. And, like, one chick is on a train right now. It's a whole thing, and it is just really good. But also, don't go to a theme park at night by yourself. Or with your sugar group. Because, like, unless it's, like, actually can, like, a real theme. Like, Six Flags After Dark. This that's a, a good time. But this is nowhere near a theme park. This is not a theme park. This is one of those that things where it's, like... a and a kitty train. Creepy shit. Oh, and by the way, we found out that the doll, which at one point someone comes into a... Like, the, the, couple, the black couple comes into a room... The guy that doesn't believe in atheism and the woman that is, or the, the guy that's an atheist and his dad's a preacher and the woman that believes in, in like past lives and stuff like that, that's been like masturbating in the bathtub to like other dudes or whatever. They go into a bedroom to talk to someone and there's just the creepy marionette puppet is crucified on the wall. Yeah. And then, oh, and we find out that it was carved by an Indian. Of course it and was. And he put magic in it. To make people want to buy the suits that he wears. Yeah. but apparently, Of course. But now he's not wearing suits anymore. No, he's now just he's naked. Got, now he's got something else to put in Maybe he has clothes. some unfinished business because he's not wearing pants. Maybe. And he would just like to be wearing pants. But anyway, so they go to this thing and, like, everyone's, I guess, broken up with, partially molested, as if everything's fine. And wandering around a theme park at night. And it's not that big. I don't understand why people can't find each other because it's not a big space. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not feeling too good for my lady that, um, that, uh, the, the one that believes in past lives because there's that creepy dude that really wants to fuck her. The, well, and the atheist guy has just been. You're fine. What are you freaking well, out about? He looks like he's about to be lured into a building by somebody who's not part of the group. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, so the sister mom of the dreadlock guy, whose fear is being old, she tells her boyfriend, oh, let's go on to the carousel, it's so fun, and he says, act your age. Yeah. Because he's a douchebag, and he's trying to rape other people. It's so fucked. Did you want to share some of this stuff that you're pulling up on your phone? No, I just happened to notice, I was looking at the cast, and then I happened to notice that on Amazon they now have this on Blu-ray. Oh, we missed out. Yeah, so I'm kind of disappointed that I bought a used copy on DVD and then, I could have had well, a brand new Blu-ray version. Yeah, well, I'm sure that that's going to end up in your cart eventually, so... It might. I mean, what does the Blu-ray have that the current version doesn't? It's newly stand, scanned and restored in 4K from its original negative. Its original glory? Yeah. In 4K? And, yes, and it has a 50-minute making of documentary. Featuring interviews with the crew and cast. And a commentary track. Jesus Christ, that sounds amazing. I know. You should just buy it. I actually have a $25 gift card I got at your um, at your work picnic. Okay. You just get it. I'll give I'll give you the gift card later. Okay, I'm going to put it in the cart right now. Put it in the cart. I'll give you the gift card, but let's keep watching. <laughs> 
Okay, Mindy got fucking raped. Yeah. By the so the campus rapist is one of the three dudes. Yeah. There's and only they, three guys. And two of them, they've already like pointed out hints that it could be. Yeah. So it's probably the one that they didn't. So okay, they hinted that it could be the squirrely guy with the with the gun. Well, who now we know has a gun. So basically, the the boyfriend of the older sister, who's probably the dude's mom. Um, with Squirrelly the whole time, and then yeah. it turns out th- well, they... He, he, yeah, he tried to make moves on the black lady. Yeah, he tried to make moves on her, saw kind of a ghosty spirit thing that looked like her, so he went off for, to find her, didn't find her or whatever, and then he came up after they found her being raped, or oh. having been raped, and they they thought it was him, and yeah. so... they And he's like, how could you tell her? How could you tell them? Blah, blah, blah. Pulls out a gun, runs away. It turns out that he, she helped him embezzle $20,000 from her company, and that's why she doesn't have a job anymore. Yeah. And it was his and idea. Then, it's not then, a big deal. And then they portrayed the the dreadlock guy like he could be a rapist. Because he was kind of rapey. He was forcing himself on... Yeah, so he's for... And also, his girlfriend was... His ex-girlfriend was the one that got raped in the first scenes, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, my but money... But the, the black dude has not been portrayed in a negative light in any way. No, but he's not the rapist. This is definitely the psychology dude, the main character. It'd be perfect for him because he brought a bunch of women to a secluded location. Yep. Where he was going to do experiments on them. Yeah, we haven't actually seen so, the other black dude. I don't even know if no. he's in the group right now. He went off to follow the shadowy guy in the train house, and they oh, haven't shit. showed him since. Did, they, did he just die off camera and no one knows? I don't know. Okay. Did they forget about him completely? I don't know, but like I'm That'd pretty sure... That'd be weird sure... if he'd be like the brother from Happy Days where he walks into a building and they just never mention him again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the rapist is the main character, Richard. Probably. Or the wooden guy. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's kind of hard to... Like, being a rapist on the college campus, unless that's like the fear. <laughs> it's like, you were afraid of being raped, so I raped you. <laughs> Isn't every woman afraid of being raped yes! on a college campus? That's quite literally our entire lives. We were taught how to not get raped. So we were taught yeah. how to be afraid of being raped by men Isn't all the time. Isn't there books written, like, how not to get raped? No, that's just what everyone teaches us all the time. I mean, it's never like, hey, guys, don't be a rapist. It's always, hey, girls, walk in groups. Don't go out at night. Don't get drunk. Don't wear promiscuous clothing. And it's always just shit. It's like, how about we tell guys to not be rapists? Yeah, they they tell guys not to be rapists. I think the men that actually go to that point where they're rapists are beyond reproach. Did you know that um, something like 90% of rapists only do it once? Oh, no, I didn't. And so it's only, it's a smaller, well, it actually might be 95%. Like, it's something like 5% of rapists do it more than once, and then of that 5%, like, 1%. Well, what makes them stop? They only do it once because it's like, um... Do you realize how horrible it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're like, fuck, that was bad, and they don't get caught. At least maybe there's some redemption in that, then. That they only rape somebody one time? I don't know. I'm I'm a silver lining kind of guy. Yeah. Like, oh, they only raped someone once. They don't need to be punished. I didn't say that. There's nothing wrong if they only raped someone once. It was just ten minutes of fun, right? Ten minutes? Wow, these guys last a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, let's keep going. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, that was traumatizing for the dreadlock dude. Okay, so I gotta say... This movie's really not what I was expecting at all. No, I, I don't remember it well at all. 
I remember uh, more of Morty than I'm getting here so far. Well, I think that, like, so people are, like, things are coming out, right? So we know that the boyfriend of the old lady is in the basement, right? Also that dreadlock dude who is best friends with the main dude is probably a race, rapist. Uh, but the main dude is probably the rapist, whatever. Yeah. But dread, we just had, like, a 10 or 15 minute, like, monologue or conversation where, like, the sister, quote unquote, which we all kind of expected as the mom, because her biggest fear is being considered old. Yep. She is exactly fourteen years older than her like twenty year old quote brother. Yeah. So she's thirty four, and as a thirty six year old lady is like, bitch, you're not that old. But anyway, but like she comes up to him and and he's in his bed and he's like, no, nah, it's all right, you can come in. There's lots of room in the bed. And she they're chatting and they're seeing how each other's doing and he starts trying to make out with her and kiss. She's like. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, no. We can't do this. And then she finally tells him that, like, about a time that she once kidnapped him when he was a baby and people thought uh, he was she was the mother. He's like, we were adopted. We're not related. It's okay. We were just adopted yeah. by our crazy grandma. And she's like, she didn't adopt us. She owned us. And also, yes, you're my son. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and he's freaking out, so he just ran off into the woods to scream, No! Because he was just freaking out with his mom. He told, yeah, and he told her that he'd been in love with her forever. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, the um, male older bride is on a run. She's wearing, like, a skin-tight, full-body leotard, but over the leotard, she's got this, like, super-tight black thing that comes it's up her a butt. Thong. A thong, but it's on the outside? Yeah, that's that was normal in the 90s. Very normal. Anyway... To make it show that it's there's she's a crotch and a butt, but anyway she so she's gone it's on a, a tasteful run. Tasteful way. Taste so that you have a crotch and a butt. Okay, but she's on a run that because she and her man are going back to the Santa Claus village because when they came over to follow the dude, they followed the person they thought was the rapist to the house. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck did you not go into town where the cops yeah. are? Oh, then all the tires were slack. But, you know, I would expect that from a bunch of college kids and yep. a college grad student, having been them myself. But from an old Santa Claus? Come on. They know better than this. Wow. But anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> John? Yeah? Is he a good guy or a bad guy? He's a great guy. Okay, I feel like it's been probably an hour since we've paused. Maybe. A lot it's of dancehall reggae. A lot of rapes that didn't happen. I was going to accentuate the positive. A lot of dancehall reggae. That's the biggest positive is dancehall reggae, which you know more about than I do. It was The whole soundtrack was nothing but dancehall reggae. It was very popular at that time. Yeah. So I think we established that the dreadlock guy must have been the rapist. Sure. But the other guy that died and no one ever talked about again, the other creepy dude that helped the the sister embezzle things, also was the dance hall rapist. And speaking of this, the rapist? old sister. Did you say dance hall rapist? I'm sorry. <laughs> was the college was yeah. was a rapist, but just not the dance hall rapist or the college rapist. <laughs> but like the old sister that turned out to be the mom, did she yeah. die? I don't know. I don't think... No, because, like, we just never saw her again. Yeah. She just was in the woods. The blonde lady survived. She showed up at the last minute, got thrown into the water by the fear monster, 
but then has like dealt with her fears because she's strong and a badass. Yeah, she came out on yeah. top. Uncle went to the thing. He got the truck. He came back. God, where is everybody? Yeah, and it turns out that only the, the black people died. Well, yeah, the uh, so the black That's guy got crucified with a fucking cross in his heart. And then the black woman, what, because she was the spiritual she one... She was possessed by the... Possessed by the mannequin. And and then, like, the Richard kicked her out of a fucking window. So they died for sure. They definitely and died. And the dreadlock rapist might have died? He might have. He got hit in the head by the ex-fiance. But that's it. But no, the uh, the original the dirt bag that had the bandage on his arm that helped embezzle the twenty thousand dollars. He died too, for sure. Yeah, because he got his head bashed in by the um by the wall. But when he was trying to get the money, yeah, he got his oh, head that's right. in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and he's like dead on the floorboards. Yeah, he's probably dead too. So the, the two black guys. But the sister mom, the older woman, I I don't know what happened to her. She came like went running for her brother, into the woods too. But she, we never saw her again. She's just gone. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, maybe that's why there's a sequel to this. Because there's so many loose ends. So many loose ends that we got to figure out. But I don't so think there's... Richard, apparently, when he was at that cabin, saw his mother fucking someone with a special tattoo. His uncle. Didn't recognize his own fucking uncle, but he recognized the tattoo. Yeah. And then told his dad about it. The dad comes up and shoots the mom in the fucking head. Then the uncle and the dad put on weird wooden masks... And tell him that Morty's going to kill him if he doesn't do anything. Because Morty was carved by fucking Indians. Because, of course, you know, it's the 90s. So it's like, it's Native American magic. Yeah, they just helped us for no reason. Which is like a whole a thing. It's so like a whole other thing. Okay, now that I remember I hyped this up and... I don't know where, what kind of headspace I was in, because there was a no way that this... It was movie, so good, though! But it in no way it scared me at all. It's good, though. It leaves so many unanswered questions. It leaves unanswered questions because you're here with me now, and you're not by yourself, and it's not in the middle of the night. Maybe that is, because he is a creepy character. The yeah. sounds are very creepy. Yes. The looks. He does an amazing job with his walk. Yes. And the way, like, he turns his head Everything his is super uncanny. I also feel like if you're watching this in your house on VHS or whatever... And you're watching it on one of those smaller televisions, and, like, you're focused a lot more intently on it because it's, like, the middle of the night, kids are, the baby's asleep, you're just trying to, like, like, you're just doing this to, like, keep sane, basically, and it freaks you the fuck out because it's also the idea of, like, so it's called the fear. They're there to face their fears, but they're also facing past traumas, but... Like, the fucking rapist was just a fucking rapist. It didn't matter that his mom was his sister. I love the character. Yeah. I love the way it's done. This is one that would really use a reboot. Dude. I also love that, like, so... (laughs) He's got camel toe on the top of his head. Oh, my God. It's great. I think that we did also watch it together in a podcast form with the light on. Yeah. Well, there, but it also wasn't like a jump scare kind of movie. It wasn't. No, it's, it's more a creepy of an, it's wooden a creepy, guy. weird wooden guy intellectual problem. And internalizing your fears. Yes. And the pro- it's like one of those 90s psychological ones where it's like you but, have to deal with your trouble. But he was the good guy at the end. He's probably also. No, I don't know. Because it's like that's what a little child says. Are you a good guy or bad guy in the in the 
mannequin kicks the ball back. But the thing is, it's like, we killed the black lady and the black guy for no fucking reason. They yeah. seem like nice people. I don't get that at all. Yeah. That's the part that didn't make But the white sense. people got to survive for some reason. Maybe the filmmaker of this was a racist. I don't know. It could also be, this is what they're talking about when they talk about tokenism. Yeah, I get it. Okay, that clink means that it's time for us to watch, do some beer. Okay, what what do you rank this movie out of seven? Uh, oh, I would give it a six with potential. Six out of seven? Oh, out of seven? Yeah. We're doing really weird rankings. I know, it's fun. I'd give it a four out of seven. Just over half. Yes, yes. So just over half, I think that's fair. I would watch it again, honestly. I think it's fun. Uh, I, I would, think it's a good movie. I uh, think it'd be interesting to watch when we're not, like, you know, watching it for a podcast. Too. I would love a reboot. Well, we could also get the, like, I really like I, watching I think cast I'm gonna, commentaries. I think I'm going to take the Blu-ray out. Should I get the Blu-ray? I think I should get the uh, the sequel. Yeah, get the sequel if you're too. Instead so, of the Blu-ray. One of the things we've been talking about for the podcast was actually watching sequels of the movie. So, actually, I wanted to ask you. So, at Walmart right now... There's that DVD of The Wrong Turn 1 through 6 for like $20. Oh. I almost got it, but I wanted to ask you beforehand because I couldn't remember if you owned it. I don't. I own. No, I think I, the only ones I own are Rest Stop. Okay. So two. we should get Wrong Turn 1 through 6. It's at Walmart. Put it on the list. We'll get it, get it tomorrow. It's in, the, it's in the DVD section. Okay. I will get it tomorrow. Okay. Well, you got to put it on the app. Yeah. The Fear Resurrection is what it's called? It seems like it's called two different things in different countries. But okay, so we have to get serious, though, because we're going to do some brewers brews. Yeah, and I had a lot of beers. No, you didn't have that many. Well, okay. okay. They were all pretty good, but there's one I want to uh, really give a shout-out to. What do you want to give the biggest shout-out to? The um, Buena Vesa from Stone Brewing. Where's Stone Brewing at? I don't know. I'll have to go do some research. Oh, in San Diego County. California? Yeah. But this was so good. This reminds me of Tequiza, which was a beer I loved. It's so weird. Way back when. I know. Yeah. Nobody else did is why it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but this was really good. It's also got a sugar skull on it, which is nice. Sure. I you just, know. It tasted delicious. So you had a very delicious beer. And I, all of them were good so far. Yeah. But. I had a tasty wine. Why don't we give a shout out to where you bought the beer? Oh, it was Jim's Food Mart in Houghton. They have an amazing Pick 6 collection. Yeah, this the nice thing about Jim's Food Mart is that they have great Pick 6. They have really great, like, um, like if you want a specialty liqueur, they keep a lot of them. Like that St. Germain I was looking for last year, they just had bottles of it there. Like yeah. the main brand version of it. But they also have, um, they really cater to Michigan Tech in a lot of ways. And so, and Michigan Tech has a lot of foreign students up there. Yeah, so so they, we can actually get foreign food. The that's, selection of Indian food is Yes, great. it's so good. And so that's one of the really great things about gyms is that they they bring in stuff. And also, if you ever want anything, I know the owner. Her name is Julie. She's really nice. Oh. And we could just ask her to order it for us. And we both had beers from the same brewery as well. Yes. Oh, Fallon's. Yes, I had the dad's original oatmeal stout. Where's the Fallon's at? See, I don't know this either. These were all breweries that I didn't know a whole lot of. St. Louis County. Oh, okay. Maryland Heights, Missouri. I, Missouri? I had O'Fallon Bramble, 
blood orange pomegranate Kolsch. So lately I've been liking Kolsch's and lots of uh, fruity beers. Once it gets wintry again, it's going to be back to stouts. But um, the summertime is almost, pretty much over. It's September. Yeah, I'm ready for stouts, but I did some lighter ones too. Yeah? I had the Brooklyn Summer Ale. I'm going to have so many people to tag. I know. How was that? I like to be Brooklyn. a whole nother tweet on this one, just on the brewery. I really like Brooklyn This brewery. is from the Brooklyn Brewery in Utica. Oh. But then I had a lot of foreign stuff where I had an Estrella. Ooh, those from, are good. From Barcelona. I didn't take a taste of that one, but I know Estrella is good. It was good. delicious. And a Hofbrau mm-hmm. from München. Munich? No, München. Yeah, Munich. Okay, yeah. okay. Just giving you a hard time. I have been to Munich. And one I had never had yeah. was Yanjing. Yeah, you said it was Japanese, right? Um, I am. No, it's Chinese because oh. it's from Beijing. Oh, okay. The Beijing Yanjing Brewery. I haven't had much Chinese beer except for Xingdao. Xingzhao. Xingzhao. Yeah, this, I had never heard good? of Yanjing. I like Xingjiao. Is it like Xingjiao? It was very similar, yeah. But very good, a bit. Very good. The bottle's really pretty. I mean, like, all these were good. That was one of the reasons I got it, so I could reuse this this beautiful bottle. Yeah, it's a beautiful green bottle. It's got a great labels on it. I guess we're going to have to take we're the labels We're going to remove the up. labels, but I love this little shape. Yeah, it's a good shape. It's just Well, weird. it sounds like you had a good time drinking. I did. All right. Well, I had a good time drinking, too. Um, what are we watching next? Oh, that's right. I even queued up the trailer but then you close your laptop i know but i kept the tabs open i hope i did anyway but we are going back into the metacritic top horror movies of all time yes and now we are on to the 1973 film don't look now what's crazy is i've seen this movie and i thought it was with you and now I'm like, where the hell did I watch this movie? I don't know, because I don't think I had ever seen this. It must have been with Sarah and um, and He Who Shall Not Be Named, because he doesn't like being named on podcasts. Um, um, do you want to watch the Yeah, let's trailer? watch the trailer. It's three minutes and 19 seconds It long. takes place in Venice. So this one's a little longer than most trailers? Who did I watch this with? I don't know. It must have been our mutual friend. Coming from Paramount. Yes, is creepy girl with a doll. You make a big. And that's Donald Sutherland. Yep. It's weird to see him young. Yeah. Little girl. She's playing around. He's looking at stuff, and everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing's wrong. Oh, there's blood on the, on the on the picture he's looking at. Oh no! His son showed up. Dad, no! Don't, Don't look, look now. now! Oh, this looks like it's going to be heartbreaking. What yep. the fuck? It's pretty fucked up. I don't like. It mostly takes place in children. Italy. She's seen the dead daughter, and she's happy. I hope so. Such curly hair. Their hair's so perfectly curly. Oh. Fuck. That's sad, though. Yeah. Venice is such a creepy town for filming. But I don't know that's an actual creepy town. I'm sure it's really quite beautiful, but I've been watching a lot of, um... 
of Discovery of Witches, and there's a lot of stuff that happens in Venice, and it seems like a very claustrophobic place that looks really beautiful. Oh. Did you say this was number three on the list? Yeah, this would be behind uh, Psycho and Rosemary's Baby. Wow. Where's he going? He's climbing up some kind of ladder in a stage. The little girl's got a knife. He's crying, holding her. I think the wife is probably going to be dead, too. Oh, no! Everyone's falling over and breaking glass. Sounds like you did this film. Hey, rude. I didn't break my wine glass tonight yet. This is like some really cool camera Julie work Christie. in the um, yeah. trailer. Donald Sutherland. Don't look now. Oh. Yeah. I'm already creeped out. I don't want to see kid children die. Well, that's what you signed up for in this God business. It. it looks pretty good, though. I don't know. I don't know how well I'm going to handle this one. I've seen it. I might have more than six beers in this one. Where did I watch this? Who did I... If you're my friend and you're listening to this podcast and you watch this movie with me, would you message me and tell me I saw it with you? Because I've definitely seen it. I have never seen that. Yep. And I'm not sure how well I'm going to do with it. Do your... Okay, so it's funny, like, one of the, the next movies that it wanted us to watch was Jiggly. What? Jiggly. 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 Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I know of it. Gobble, gobble. That's what she tells Ben Affleck to do to her pussy on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you're going to use that on Thanksgiving, aren't you? I've actually used it before, and you're like, why do you say that? That's so unattractive. Why'd you say gobble gobble? I must have blocked that out. You're putting all the beer gl- bottles away? We I'm gotta move those. We have a showing first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I really hope that they don't see our thousands of beer bottles. That like, this house is good for drinking. Good for booze and, and a lot else. Well, John, I had a great time. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I did. I'm kind of... I thought the movie would be more... More scary? Yeah, I thought it was going to bother me, but it bothered me zero. And maybe you'll, you say that, but then you're I'm going to go sleep and you're going to be playing video games the rest of the night. And then you're going to be super scared. I think I'll be okay. I feel like when we look at movies and things, and we look at things from our past, we can't relive those moments. But no. we can think, we can do is think about who we were at the time and think about why that affected us. I was a pussy. John. Well, because this like did not. Uh, I feel zero like. Yeah, but the th- you were always saying that you felt creeped out by the way he moved. Yeah, he moved very creepily, but it's but not the like... thing is, like, you knew the way he moved when you resaw the movie because yeah. that's what you came in with. But you know, I don't think it deserves the three points or twenty-seven percent. I think it was pretty fine. I put it just about fifty percent. I think I gave it four out of seven. Yeah, but I feel like four out of seven, first of all, Mr. Math, that's way bigger than 50%. It's not way bigger. It's more than... Three and a half would be 50%. Yeah, four is bigger. Yeah, not way bigger. Okay, but you originally said like six out of ten, or were you going to go say seven out of ten? Six out of ten would be good. You know, I think that it's a fine movie. I wasn't like the scariest, scariest of it. 
it's certainly editing issues were there. A lot could, of editing it issues. It could also be that the the DVD that we have might not be the best it editing. Was, it was the Gold Series Collector's Edition. Okay. So it was the one. There seemed to be a lot of editing issues that might not have existed in previous versions. You know oh, what I mean? I'm, I'm like, sure they did. No one's ever gone back and done anything different with this film. This is the one way it, it was It could have been the part that was cut for TV or something. <sighs> no, this is just the way it is. Krusty came into our bed to sit on your computer. Yeah, he let me pet him. He's been hanging out in our room a lot, which is nice, because I want him to be friends with Loki, even though they're enemies. He's, like, looking up around. I'm like, oh, this is nice. I kind of like this. Hey, Krusty. He's a cat, by the way. He's not some dude. He Well, he is some dude, but he's a cat. Well, John. Yeah. I'm tired. So what's the name of the movie you're watching again? Don't look now. And where can people find it? Uh, let me look that up. Because we this. want them to watch it with us. Of course. The fear they won't be able to find. Well, well on no, Tubi, we I it guess. On Tubi. It's on Tubi okay, now. Don't look now is on Pluto, Amazon, Voodoo, and Google Play. So if you were to watch Don't Look Now with us, go ahead and watch it. Just do it. It's pretty good. I've seen it before. Um, and then what I, we have a kind of a little mini announcement. We would like to watch Malignant right when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, in HBO October. Max, yeah. It's on HBO Max, like October 5th? Uh, I wanted to say the 3rd, but I don't know it's why I It's the beginning of October, and we're really excited about it. And I hope that we, we're probably going to sneak that one into the lineup before. So it's just going to take the place of whatever episode we have lined up for that. Um, but I'm excited to see it. Why does it say it's available now? Well, it said it wasn't coming out to the 5th. Is uh, that the whole movie or just the... No, holy crap. Yeah, it looks like it's available now. Well, we're going to do Don't th- Look Now for next week. So, streaming through October 10th. Oh, we got to watch it before October 10th, then. Okay, well... well how do you want to work it? Well, we well, can watch it and watch, record it. We watch Don't Look Now, and hmm. then we'll probably watch Malignant before or after that, and just submit... And, and, and we'll throw it out there after we publish Don't Look Now. Okay. But we should watch that soon, then, I guess. Yeah. I guess we both misread that in the same way. Yeah. All right. Well, there's only two things left to do. Uh, Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.